Good morning. Today, I'll be reporting on my experience as a delegate to the July 2021 Mennonite Church USA Delegate Assembly. I'll also draw on some reflections from a virtual session I attended, which was entitled Faith and Climate Change, Questions We're Asking. My hope for today's reflection is that we can think about ourselves as being part of a larger church, that we are more than a single congregation, but that we are followers of Jesus, along with others all over the country and around the globe. MENOCON, the biennial convention of Mennonite Church USA, took place July 6 through 10 in Cincinnati, Ohio, and virtually. I attended virtually. This year's theme was Bring the Peace. The next convention will be held July 4 through 8, 2023, in Kansas City, Missouri, with the theme Be Transformed. A special in-person delegate assembly will take place on May 27 through 30, 2022 in Kansas City. First, I'll report on the delegate assembly. For those of you who don't know, the delegate body gathers every two years at the Mennonite Church USA Biennial Convention to discuss and vote on resolutions pertaining to the denominational vision, mission, and documents. The Delegate Assembly provides the opportunity not only to speak to the establishment of general policies and the development of programs to carry out those policies, but also an opportunity to connect with and listen to the various members in our diverse denomination. I didn't expect my first time attending an MCUSA Delegate Session to be historic, The word was used many times to describe the shortened virtual meeting. It was surely the largest Zoom call I've ever attended. 300 attendees, plus more people, including my fellow delegate, John Eby, who weren't able to join the meeting until the administrators changed their Zoom license to allow more attendees. Delegates heard various updates and reports from the Leadership Discernment Committee, or LDC. Glenn Guyton, Executive Director of MCUSA, and various ministries of MCUSA, including the African American Mennonite Association, Native American Ministries, Mennonite Women, Mennonite Men, Iglesia Menonita Hispana, and Indonesian Mennonite Association. The Leadership Discernment Committee of MCUSA reported that they're looking for nominations of more board members of MCUSA boards and agencies. The LDC consists of over 40% Black Indigenous people of color and just under 50% women. I was really glad to hear reports from a diverse group of MCUSA ministries during the delegate session. I'll briefly summarize what each of them shared. African American Mennonite Association reported of their efforts in violence prevention among young people, improvements to buildings and other investments in community building projects, and hosting events with the goal of creating multicultural leadership and advocating for global COVID-19 vaccine equity and access. 
Native American Ministries provides funds for congregations who want to help people in their community who experience alcohol and drug addictions, particularly those on the Cheyenne Reservation in Wyoming. They give scholarship funds to Native students attending college and want to build up young Indigenous leaders within Native Mennonite churches. Mennonite Women is excited about a new flat leadership structure and their International Women's Fund, which provides higher educational scholarships to women who pursue theological studies. They also anticipate an upcoming PDF Bible study guide about the Ten Commandments. Mennonite Men encourages healthy masculinity through book studies, retreats, philanthropy, and tree planting efforts to mitigate climate change. Iglesia Menonita Hispana is involved with the Grace Their ALMA program provides educational grants to pastors representing 11 countries in Latin America. Their women's committee is active through speaking events over Facebook Live and Zoom and focus on providing tools for conflict resolution. Finally, Indonesian Mennonite Association has collaborated with Mosaic Mennonite Conference for a webinar about seeking peace and justice in the face of anti-Asian violence. They've spearheaded mass COVID-19 vaccination programs in the US and Indonesia. They help members of their community adapt to U.S. culture and life as well. Later in the meeting, delegates, including myself, voted on bylaw updates using Zoom's polling feature. Bylaws updates surrounded policy and procedure, wording and grammar, structure, and governance. Major structural changes included removing the Mennonite as an MCUSA entity. Major governance changes included aligning MCUSA bylaws with Mennonite Education Agency bylaws. The Delegate Assembly finished out with a report from the Resolutions Committee. Their full recommendations can be found on the MCUSA website. Many resolutions will be presented for a vote during the Special Delegate Assembly in May 2022 while other resolutions reached an impasse or were not processed. I was glad I got to represent East Chestnut Street Mennonite Church at the Delegate Assembly. It was my first time doing something like this, and it was neat to experience this connection to the broader Mennonite Church. Now I'd like to share some reflections about the Faith and Climate Change virtual seminar I attended. It was led by the Center for Sustainable Climate Solutions and Mennonite Creation Care Network. It was a meaningful time of hearing from Mennonite leaders across the country about how their faith connects with climate change and what big questions they're thinking about when it comes to climate action. Three questions and ideas have stayed with me in particular. Katerina Friesen is a pastor located in Fresno, California. She spoke about the kingdom, K-I-N-D-O-M, of God and our connection to the non-human beings around us. 
She introduced to me a non-hierarchical and non-imperialistic view of what we usually call the kingdom of God. As Jesus called for a new system, how might we be called to create or support new systems of connection and healing with each other and with the land? Melinda Berry is a professor at Anabaptist Mennonite Biblical Seminary in Elkhart, Indiana. She asked, how do biblical and theological images help us heal? She sees God as a parent who looks upon her grievously wounded child, tears running down her face. God's heart is breaking over the climate crises humans have created for ourselves. Barry spoke about retelling and modernizing parables. She took the example of the lamp on the lampstand in Matthew 5, 14 through 16. Her thought-provoking suggestion that's really stuck with me was that a church who cares about climate change might, instead of putting a solar array on their church, consider putting solar arrays across their entire neighborhood. Harrison Horst is a 2018 Eastern Mennonite University graduate and fellow with the Center for Sustainable Climate Solutions. He connected climate action to the parable of the rich young man from Matthew 19, 16 through 22. He said that when it comes to climate change, U.S. Christians often come away sad because they already know the solutions to climate change, but refuse to act on them. Horst said that in turning away empty like the rich young man, we miss a great opportunity to join with others in this work. Churches are natural seed beds for joining together to work towards solutions. He advises that we don't try to do it alone because that's when we turn away sad. As you've just heard, other Mennonite people and congregations across the country are also thinking about creation care, witnessing God's peace to our neighbors, and seeking to follow Jesus' teachings. We are part of a larger church that grounds us and allows us to be part of efforts that are bigger than East Chestnut Street Mennonite Church.